we're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. A housing report released recently about the forgotten middle. That would be school teachers, firefighters, middle-income Americans who cannot afford today's senior housing for very long. But they make too much income to qualify for government housing subsidies. There will be 14.5 million people in this category by 2029. 60% of them will have mobility issues and may not be able to stay at home and age. This is from Beth Mace, National Investment Center for Seniors Housing and Care. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up in the show, new technology in restaurant equipment. I'm wondering the way our food is prepared. Will that change, Dave? Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment will be in and his sidekick, Brittany. (laughs) Sidekick. I like that. Uh, Bringing humanity to the workplace. We're going to talk to two guests, Dan Parsons of the new Dan Parsons Show, uh, 5 o'clock weeknights here on KLIN, and Angela Paolini of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Why don't you introduce Sidekick and uh, Corey? (laughs) Here's Corey and Brittany. They are with Nebraska Prep Equipment. Um, They are known as restaurant business equipment um, sales? Dealers. Dealers. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get the right word there. Um, And they know all the news about all the restaurants that are opening around Lincoln. As a matter of fact, there's a new Mexican ice cream and a Mexican dine-in drive-thru coming to 10th and South, where Little King used to be, by the way. Well, you should be pretty familiar with that one. Yeah, that one took a while for our company to get leased, but they will be making food in front of the customer, not in the back, and then the ice cream, they're trying to get that open as fast as they can. They better hurry. So (laughs) This is ice cream season. Yeah, yeah. Well, how are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Thanks for having us back on again. Oh, thanks for coming. And to correct the record, she's actually in charge. I'm the sidekick. (laughs) Oh, that's the way it really works. Okay. Well, having said that, then I'm going to ask her this next question. Okay. This past spring, KLIN sponsored Munch Madness, and your company awarded a prize to Lincoln's most popular locally owned restaurant. Who was voted Lincoln's most popular local restaurant? So the grand prize winner was Muchachos, located at 11th and L. Um, They are a trendy restaurant that dish up a Mexican standard fused with barbecue. Very good. Yep. What was their prize? Uh, It was a $2,000 in-store credit. Oh, that's nice. So they can pick anything. Significant prize. And there also was a runner-up that we decided to award a $250 in-store credit to uh, that was Penelope's, located around oh, 48th and Pioneers. The breakfast place. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I bet she appreciated that. So have they claimed their prizes yet, or do you know? Muchachos has. Um, Penelope's has not yet. So we look forward to working <laughs> with them. <laughs> okay, Brenda, get out there. Um, both, both good local restaurants. Are, yeah. I, can, I can attest to that. They're and that both... was a fun thing to be a part of for our company and to see these local restaurants really kind of own that and, and go with it. So Yeah. Yeah. After such tough years recently. Um, I'll tell you, one of the most problematic 
one of the biggest things we run into trying to lease restaurant space is the codes, 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 codes for hoods. I mean, I can't believe it. And I, you guys don't directly sell them, but I bet you hear about this, don't you? We do, yes. So we do not directly sell them. We got plenty of local uh, companies here in Lincoln that we can refer you to. So feel free to reach out to us. If that's all you're looking for, again, just reach out to us. We can point you in the right direction. What we like to tell people, though, is start with your fire inspector, start with your health inspector, because they're going to be the ones that kind of dictate. They're the lion at the gate. Correct. So start (laughs) there, so that way you're not putting the cart ahead of the horse. Um, And then from there, plan for future development or future equipment going underneath there. Just because today you're putting two pieces in there doesn't mean six months down the road you're going to be trying to cram more pieces. So just make sure, again, that you're planning for the future. What, explain some of the new technologies that you've been seeing lately. Well, so to go back kind of on that hood thing, we've been seeing a lot more ventless options. So a lot of uh, convection ovens, some combi ovens. There's even fryers out there that have self-contained ventilation. So that kind of uh, helps. You're going to pay for it up front, but you're not putting the hood in place to accommodate these kind of equipments. Um, and then going off that as well, uh, we're currently working to build out in Omaha that has a one convection combi oven that has four cooking chambers with inside that one oven. So the cool thing about that is you can do four different items in that oven at different temps, different times, oh. all in one piece of equipment. Wow. Uh, so it, it's really user-friendly, and it's got presets. So you click a picture. If it's, uh, say, a chicken breast, you hit chicken breast, so your operators don't have to think as much. Uh, it's just basically set and go. Does this mean I get my food four times faster? There's a, poten- a potential for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to guarantee it. Uh, and then we're also we're going to be uh, June 26th, I believe. We're going to be partaking in a, the Food Service Equipment and Supplies is hosting a nationwide consultants roundtable. So consultants from all around the uh, nation are going to be focusing on bridging technology uh, with design as well as common kitchen design missteps. So we don't do much for designing, but you know, as long as we have the information, we can try to help out our customers in, in Lincoln here. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah, what's a, what's the way to contact you guys? So we can be reached at 402-882-5585 or nebraskaprepequipment.com. And if I could say one more thing on that, yes, uh, we are seeing a lot more requests for American-made products. So we really take pride oh, in seeing that, and we're good. working hard to make sure that we've got that price point equipment that's American-made for our customers. That's that interesting that yes. people are specifying that. Yes, so wow. that's it's really uh, encouraging to see, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'm glad to hear that. Always good information when you come in. We greatly appreciate that. Robin, we have some more restaurant news, though, don't we? Yes, 18th and N Street. Yeah, the former Panic Bar slash and a filling station coffee shop is turning into Canyon Joe's Barbecue and is planning on moving in. And they were formerly a food truck. Wow, we've seen several of these. A lot of that. Have you guys seen that? We have. Corey, yeah. 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 Brittany, yeah. Yeah, so their opening has been delayed uh, to July due to what? Something that he was talking about, code requirements. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. yeah. So I think you brought up a good point, Corey. Yes, yeah. So always make sure you get your T's crossed and your I's dotted before you get uh, too carried, I shouldn't say too carried away, but too ahead of yourself here. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for coming, you guys, and thanks for sponsoring March Madness for our morning show. That was a really fun time Absolutely. for them, and that's that's really great what you did for those local restaurants. We look forward to next year. Coming up next, in our, our uh, theme we've been working on in Grow Lincoln, civility and compassion in, in the workplace. How can we discover what our coworkers are in need of or our employees? Um, some of those things that 
burdens they might be carrying that we don't even have any idea. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman with you from Eshelman Commercial Real Estate. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. Civility and humanity in workspaces is something that is not easy to talk about, but increasingly becoming more important as our country and its institutions and companies become more politically polarized. Um, we think this is a perfect talk, topic to talk about with Dan Parsons of the Dan Parsons Show. He's our 5 to 6 p.m. host here on weekdays at Bragg Cast House. Dan, welcome to our show. Well, Robin and Dave, what a delight. We're Thanks doing a broadcast house mashup here. Well, I like go. it. I like it. Yeah. Hey, Dan, your show is going to be a, a departure from what we frequently hear on talk radio. I mean, maybe the outrage meter that we hear all the time is going to be a little bit lower. Uh, tell us about the types of topics you, you intend to, to cover and why you feel they're important. Yeah, Dave, thanks for the question. Yeah, I, you know, I've been uh, kicking around this state for a while now. And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of people that have known me through the years understand that uh, I, I, I don't uh, get that extreme in my views. I'm kind of, I think, like a lot of us, uh, kind of in that middle row of of politics and and uh, how we treat people and so you know my theme is educate inform and entertain and so we try to educate people of maybe some topics they're not familiar with uh, and bring the newsmakers on to talk about those things inform maybe there's topics that you are aware of but maybe don't know the whole story or maybe some of the backstory uh, and so again we bring newsmakers politicians office holders in to talk about those things and entertain Hopefully we're going to have fun. You know, I've uh, I told you guys earlier I've I've been used to doing a podcast, a couple different ones, the past uh, six seven years, and you know I created those to have fun. And uh, so hopefully we're going to do that. We are doing that on the Dan Parsons Show here on KLIN. For your day job, you work in a pretty interesting environment in a co-share community in the Haymarket, right? Yeah, Fuse Co-working. Yeah. Okay, Fuse. That's up above. Beer house? Yes, yeah, the and old the Salvation old Army. Salvation old Army, Army, the old Scooters yep. building. Yep. Is that a case where people with similar politics t- tend to congregate together there, or do you get controversial opinions? Do you get people on both sides of the aisle? Does it come up in a co-working situation? You know, it's it's an interesting question, Robin. And yeah, I mean, there's it's a it's a mix of uh, of community, and most people are there. Uh, because they're either in a startup mode or people like me that maybe have had a business for a number of years and and still want to be in a community of uh, of people and still want to have uh, you know some place to get your mail and <laughs> yeah. have conversations right. especially you know obviously during covid uh, we were shut down like everyone else but we've we've grown back to a really vibrant community and yeah and there is a mix there's a lot of startups uh, in that uh, community uh, which typically means younger people but not always um, and and certainly and again the long-standing uh, organizations and, and businesses and so I would say there's a mix of political uh, opinions but it is an interesting uh, because there isn't a boss. I mean, we certainly have a community manager that kind of oversees things and keeps the trains running on time and the coffee filled. But um, and and we do we do try to as a community have every Thursday evening we'll go out uh, after work and 
and have a beer at one of the local establishments or something. And and there's often a birthday celebration. So we do oh, congregate. We have a kitchen area, and you'll find us uh, sitting around having lunch together. But, yes, there is a divergence of, of opinions on politics. And uh, But so far, I've, I've not seen anybody get so mad that they've stormed out. <laughs> well, and I, I think having a beer together probably – is more as a bonding thing. Absolutely. And maybe we all should be doing that with people in another political party just a little bit more often. Yeah, so there is an intent uh, to bring that community together because we are a very diverse group. And so, yeah, we're purposeful about um, having community. Well, that's, that's interesting. I mean, you're somewhat answering my next question, but not completely. What happens when, you know, one of these entrepreneurs – Fails. I mean, are, are they getting a lot of support from the other people or do they just close up shop one day and you just never see them again? It's a great question, Dave. And, and some of both. Yeah. Uh, we've seen people come and go, but barely get to know them. And they're there one day and, you know, uh, gone the next. Uh, and there's others who who do struggle again because there's a lot of uh, folks from the startup community in that environment. Um, That's what I was curious. Do they yeah. do they admit it? You know, or do you just sort of sense it? Yeah, and it's and again because we're not involved in their business, so to speak. But there there are opportunities, and again, from a mix of of uh, of business owners and people like for me for public relations, I try to step in and offer. You know, I'm not necessarily looking for clients, but offer help in that co-working. I think that's the beauty of a co-working situation, and we try to foster that environment is how can we help each other? If someone needs, uh, you know, a computer program that they're looking for, a new employee, yeah, I know somebody that's looking for that work. Or um, in the case of, of a failing business, do you have an accountant uh, that needs some help? And so, yeah, there yeah. is that spirit. But like, you know, like a lot of us, uh, you know, it... it it can be embarrassing uh, if you have a business that's not successful and failing. And so it's easy to hide, just like in any other uh, environment. But, yeah, if you have a uh, that welcoming, uh, co-working uh, spirit, then, yeah, we want to be able to help each other and, and make sure that people succeed. Corporations and even local businesses in Lincoln are taking more and more public stands on partisan issues. And you mm -hmm. you see ads or signs in the window or you know, we're aligned with this one party and its ideology, or yeah. you can't be a part of our charity if you don't yeah. adhere to certain beliefs. Um, has it has it always been that way? And this is just a new twist of it. Or have we started down an especially dangerous path, in your opinion? Yes. Yes, we have. Yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, we've always had some of that. But yes, we are down a dangerous path. I mean, I think it is uh, getting worse. And, and frankly, I've seen just in the last five or six years, I've seen, I've, in fact, I've uh, counseled and had clients, more clients in the past five or six years with crisis public relations challenges oh, uh, related yeah. to yeah. not only national yeah. politics, but uh, covid um, mm -hmm. You know, Black Lives Matter and some of those race uh, mm -hmm. relation issues. Yeah. Uh, I've helped uh, companies and organizations and agencies the past five or six years, more so, frankly, than I have in the past probably 15. Wow. And so That's I am seeing it. And, you know, and just locally, uh, just, uh, you know, for my friends, you know, again, I, 
Uh, I tend to, uh, you know, be very vocal about some of my positions, but in a way that hopefully brings people together and not tears people apart. But I have. I've told friends uh, who have maybe a front-facing uh, business or uh, more involved in the community, hey, knock that crap off. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, first of all, it's not healthy for your business. No. And second of all, you're not doing anything to uplift the community and, and bring people together. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we sure appreciate it. Um, you've been listening to Dan Parsons. He's got the evening show on Drive Time on KLIN. This is Robin and Dave from Grow Lincoln. And we'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Attention baby boomers, senior housing is typically age 83, so those of you who are in the 59 to 77 age range, another six years to go, the value proposition to residents like yourself is changing. In the past, residents for senior housing wanted security, room, and board. That is now shifting to wellness, socialization, post-COVID, purpose in life, intellectual stimulation, physical, social, spiritual, vocational, emotional, and environmental interaction. This, according to Beth Mace, National Investment Centers for Seniors Housing and Care. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority. Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. We have another lightning round this week. All right, Robin. Last week we had a lightning round with questions about the city with Kevin Custer from the Lincoln Partnership of Economic Development. And by the way, that can be found on our broadcast on our podcast at the KLIN website. This week's lightning round is with Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts about fun facts questions for the first five months of 2023. Welcome to the show, Roger. Thanks for having me. All right, Roger, here we go. Here we go. The good and the ugly. Who has done better this year, the NASDAQ or the Dow? Well, that answers the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ's 5.8% gain in May outperformed the Dow's 3.5% decline by 9.3 percentage points. In the NASDAQ's history starting in 1971, its monthly outperformance relative to the, to the Dow was the ninth widest on record. Next lightning round question. In the month of May, 93 companies in the S&P 500 traded at 52-week highs. Other than technology, what sectors hit a 52-week high? Great question. Uh, technology had the largest number of new highs at 22, but stocks in nine out of 11 sectors hit 52-week highs, including 17 in the consumer discretionary sector, 16 in healthcare, 13 in industrials. Energy and utilities were the only sectors not represented on the new high list. All right. Well, here's another question. Which sectors diverged the most in their performance? At 6.8%, the S&P 500 technology sector ended May closer to its prior all-time highs than any other sector. Real estate and consumer discretionary ended May the farthest below all-time highs at minus 30.5% and minus 29% respectively. The Standard & Poor's 500 was still 12.8% below all-time highs, believe it or not. Next lightning round question. What is the highest and lowest rates of inflation in the last 12 months, Roger? 
Headline inflation as measured by the CPI or Consumer Price Index has fallen from a year-over-year high of 9.1% last June to a 4.9% in April in 2023. That's like half. Yeah, that's that's a huge improvement, Yeah, still a long ways to go. We still need to go a little bit lower, don't we? Mm -hmm. Which app store is larger than the annual GDP of 16 countries? This was an interesting. I I did not know this. So after growing between 27 and 29% annually since 2019, Apple's app store now generates $1.1 trillion in billions, or I'm sorry, in billings and sales on a global basis. Fifteen years after its launch in 2008, total sales in the App Store are larger than the GDP of countries like Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Switzerland, and Taiwan. Wow. That, that, that's incredible to think It about. is incredible, yeah. Just, by, just for apps. That's right. Just an app. Who had more net worth at age 33 or 34? A millennial? A Gen Xer, a Boomer, or the Greatest Generation? That's a tricky uh, cr- uh, question, Robin. In 2016, millennials had a median net worth that was 34% less than the prior generations when they were at the same age. By 2019, however, that gap had narrowed to 11% in 2022. The St. Louis Fed found that young Americans with an average age of 33 to 34 had around the same average wealth as their peers from Gen X did at the same age. Okay, so this this yelling about, I don't have the same American dream you had. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yep. you do. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Roger. Oh, you're Roger. welcome. That was fun. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthold Fisher & Company Financial Services, BFCFS, BFCFS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, showing grace to employees when they truly need it. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to Grow Lincoln. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing and Heating, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor, Evnen Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. If there's one thing we learned during COVID, it was that we need to uncover our employees' needs and extend a little bit more grace than usual. How can this be done? But in a fair way, let's talk to Angela Paolini from Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And you've got quite a few of them over there. How many employees are you We do have quite a few. I would say we're up to about 160. Yeah, and you're always hiring. We hear your commercials all the time. I knew you were over 100, but I didn't know 160. That's a lot. That's a lot of employees. It is a lot of employees. And a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Exactly right. Wow. <laughs> a ton of paperwork. Well, and I, I know that you you really try to emphasize this because you've been in so many times and you always talk about the, the benefits that you offer your employees and what you try to do to help them. Um, their concerns are probably most often about money or working conditions, but not always. So what yeah. techniques does your company use to dig deeper and figure out what's really bothering them? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And I think it's something so important in a labor heavy, you know, kind of an industry like we're in. Most of our assets are human, you know, our, our right. human labor. Labor is human. Right. I mean, so 
Yeah, the as far as that goes, surveying employees has been the way that we handle that. A survey. So yep. like an online yep. thing? Yeah, no, because or a handwritten. A, a handwritten. We'll bring them in once a year to an all employee meeting and that's usually kind of when we capture information. Um so because they have to learn some things and then we learn some things from them and we just incorporate it into our all employee meeting. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. That way we and get and it. they all have to be there. They all have to be there. Then we definitely know we're going to get an answer. Um, and so that's how we figured out, especially with um, Obamacare when that came out, um, figuring out how to handle the insurance situation. Mm. You know, and what do people care about? Like what? And you know, the int most interesting thing we learned is that right now, like this generation, they care about dental insurance, oh. not oh. health, dental. It's, and then retirement. <clears throat> they sure. wanted those so. two things. And yeah. you wouldn't have known that if Never you would have known that if we'd done had, this. Correct. Was there a time earlier in your career when you were too harsh with an employee or unjust and you regretted it later, but yet you learned something from that? I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm kind of snickering to myself because it's just so embarrassing when you think back. On when you're kind of a green uh, leader, new manager, new manager, um, you know, running the business, you know, new to that. And let's see. So the two things I was thinking about that came to my head is <laughs> one of them is I told a fee it was a female employee who was kind of a key employee to grow a pair. <laughs> <laughs> She got so upset. I mean, you, when you look back, you can laugh, and I, you know, I can say it. And but then I was angry. I was so upset with how she was handling things, and it just came out. And I was like, "Oh, that was so unprofessional." So you're and saying you wouldn't do that again? Would never do that again. <laughs> would not recommend doing that. You know, I had an employee once who I thought he was doing a, a snow job on me because he told me his wife needed to be pregnant and he needed to be there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I went in and complained to my boss, and my boss said, "Robin, me and my wife had infertility problems oh. too," and he's right. You know, when the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you have to be I'm there. Dying. The time I'm just right. dying of embarrassment <laughs> at this conversation. Oh, oh my gosh. The things that we do, right? I know. <laughs> well, he had to be Johnny on the spot, so to speak. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So let's go the other way. Uh, have you had an example where you've given somebody the benefit of the doubt, extended them a grace, so to speak? And maybe go, hmm, maybe I, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I, you know, I or was, maybe you were glad you did. Yeah, exactly. I was, that's I what I was thinking of. Because you you, know, you're balancing being fair. Correct, correct. And I don't know that I ever regret doing the trying to do the right thing with the right intention for someone. Even if it turned out unfair or even if it looked turned like out favoritism or, or, or. Well, I was going to say if it didn't. We're very careful with favoritism, but if even if it turned out where it didn't like work out mm -hmm. um, to our best interest, right? And the situation I'm thinking of is uh, there was one summer, and this never happens. There were three homeless guys uh, sleeping in front of our business, and our business is right on O Street, and we have nothing comfortable about our business. There's all concrete. There's no bushes. There's no shade. It's there's no mattresses in front of your front door. What? 
right, Dave. You know what I'm saying? No, no comfortable benches. No comfortable benches, and yeah. and, it, and it's uh, you know noisy. Sure. With cars, anyway. It was a it was a very serendipitous moment, and a gentleman, the gentleman closest to our door, I said, "Hey, um, would you like to earn ten bucks?" And he said, "Yeah." And he kind of sat up, and he was really excited. And I had him weed because we had tons of weeds out in the you know in the cracks of the cement. He went into our office, and then I left and did my thing. He went into the office, asked for a screwdriver. And used the screwdriver. Of course, he ruined the screwdriver doing this, but he used a screwdriver to get these weeds really put, dug out of the cracks. All the cracks. Okay. And I was just, and we were all impressed. This man ended up becoming our warehouse guy. Really? You yes. hired him? We hired the him. The homeless guy? Yes. Oh. And he stayed with us for six months before he went, he fell off the wagon. Because oh. his, his struggle was he actually used to be a tennis player, an Olympic tennis player. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And he, from Florida, I think. And, and he was passing through. So passing he stayed through. for six months, but then he, then he moved on. Then he moved on. But you felt like at least for six months you made his life better. Correct. And he even started meeting with a AA sponsor, you know, here in Lincoln that I know. Yeah. And, well, you know, so it... I know that I know that we and it didn't work out. He stole a car. Oh no. He brought it back. He brought <laughs> no, you it shouldn't back. Have told us that yeah. part. He brought it back, but you know. Oh. So he he just he, he took it temporarily. He did. I mean, he, as like I said, he brought it back. He even called later and apologized. Yeah. Left a message. Are there federal laws and human resource regulations that drive you crazy and you think, well, this law was intended to be good, but it's actually negative to employees and hurts them in the long run? I would say like uh, felonies, you know, boxing people um, that have felonies because there's so many felonies out there that are one time – it happened so long ago. Mm. This person's never been in trouble again. But mm -hmm. because of this felony on their record, yeah. they can't get jobs. So, yeah. Well, we appreciated having you share what it's like from an employer's perspective. And, uh, you know, I hope it gave people that are listening an idea of how to tune in. And, little, and what not to do. A little better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely don't do some of the things Robin and Angela have done. <laughs> Davis. I'm just smart enough not to tell mine on the air. <laughs> Davis not sharing. I'm very transparent. What can I say? Uh, thanks a lot. You've been listening to Grill Lincoln on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM. Row Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. According to John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air, Americans use 10 gallons of hot water on average dishwasher runs, 40 gallons in a 20-minute hot shower, and 3,000 gallons of water per year when a single faucet leaks a drop per second. So maybe let's start with those faucets, and then we can think about shortening some showers this week. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun, shortening showers, Robin. I know. Uh, hey, this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarter Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Lots of news around Lincoln today um, at 
Williamsburg Shin Cafe has been there for a long time, but that is permanently closed. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that because I like that place, Robin. Yeah, that's too bad. That one didn't make it. Yeah. And uh, Lou Spaulding. Low. Low, excuse me. Uh, who, frankly, has sent us a lot of. She's quite a news gatherer for us. She is. I get She's it. She's our secret so weapon. So now I really feel bad about mispronouncing her first name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she, she's done a great job. Uh, go ahead. She said she saw the that a rent sign was down from the old Godfather's Pizza and asked, what are the future plans for that space? Meraki Dog Training is coming to the former Godfather's Pizza at 48th and Highway 2. And if people aren't quite familiar with that location, it's just to the north of... Northeast the, corner of the highway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can get there if you are south of the highway because isn't 48th Street all torn up this week? I believe you're correct. Or you can you can maybe go through one car at a time or something. It's just really up street improvements, you know. Well, uh, Robin, uh, there was a ribbon cutting a little bit ago at 4400 Lucille Drive for Skin Experts by Brett Wood Spa. Yeah. So this is about the 75th, 76th and Pioneer area. Yeah. And then in that same area, Lisa Lewis sent us a picture on Facebook of Zoom Room, which is a new dog training facility open near 77th and Pioneers. Man, dog training and... Dog training stuff. and dog bars. Wow. And See, then... we're, we, we have... Um, this is the puppy boomer generation after <laughs> the pandemic. Well, Robin, uh, bringing that on at 8055 Yankee Woods Drive, uh, Synergy Animal Care, which uh, they pulled a building permit for an interior build out for a vet clinic, keeping the animal theme up, $150,000. 190000 Excuse me, $90,000. Yeah, yeah. Pretty big building permit there. Um, Kenoyer Garden Center, if you haven't been out there, that's a 98th and Van Dorn, brand new to Lincoln. Yeah. Pretty and good, pretty good sized place. Robin, have you been there? Now, the last time we talked, you said you were going to go out there. I did. A weekend or two I, ago. I did. And it was right when they first opened. I probably should go back because they, the weekend that I was there, they were kind of setting plants out in the greenhouses and I'm sure they've got a lot more inventory. This summer. But it, it certainly looked like it was a good-sized facility. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty pretty big place. And then uh, you knew something here about uh, Jason Danner with Cedars announcing that whole uh, project, correct? Um, Jason Danner is uh, he's one of the listeners of Grow Lincoln, and he sent a press release from Cedars announcing that at 66 and Pioneers, they plan to build Carriage House. That is an expansion of their emergency shelter system that they have over at Cedars. The facilities will serve homeless teens who are pregnant and parenting. They hope to break ground on the facility on their main campus this fall. Um, and for those who don't know, Cedars works with children and families all around Nebraska. And uh, they do a lot of good things. Yep. Uh, Robin. Down, let's let's, let's head, go let's go downtown because there's cookies there's cookies there <laughs> cookies folks right this is at 1601 Q Street Insomnia Cookies pulled a, a 
building permit for their interior build out. Four hundred thousand dollars, Robin. That's a lot of cookies. You've got to roll through a lot of cookies. You got to sell a lot of them. Um, yeah, and insomnia. That's kind of an interesting name. Do yes. they what? They have so much chocolate they keep you up at night, or? Well, I I pulled up their website. They wanted Are people open to realize light? that it it really doesn't have anything to necessarily do with insomnia. Oh, but they do call their uh, workers insomniacs. So oh. I thought that was kind of kind of cute. So. Um, and you know, but we're, we're speaking on a of, bit of a, we're on a bit of a, a cookie boom, though, because we had that crumble uh, cookie out on East O Street too. Yeah, is crumble the one next to Whole Foods? Yes. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I went to Whole Foods. I didn't go into Crumble because I'm not supposed to be eating sugar, which is <laughs> sad and a whole nother drama. But yeah, I saw it, and there was sure enough, there was you know a guy was coming out with a big old. Con- cardboard container looking like the size of a pizza. Yeah. Well, uh, more stuff uh, going in downtown. More sugar at 311 North 8th Street. Scoops Ice Cream and Topper Popper, the popcorn place, coming next door to Lead Belly. That used to be 402 Creamery in there, and they moved over to Telegraph District, and Topper Popper has always had a location in Bethany. So, yeah, a little bit of expansion and switcheroo going around. Yeah, that Topper Popper has been there for a Forever, long, as long as long I can remember. Time. Yeah, it's kind of a, uh, I, it's a square building. I don't know that it's more than maybe 600 square feet, you think? Yeah, it's. I don't I think mean, it's, it's all a, that big. It's not a real big building, but it's been there for, a, for, quite, for quite some time. So, Robin, you also had some information about uh, 18th and N Street. There's a piece of land there. And this is kind of hard to visualize because it's vacant, like a vacant corner in, you know, Antelope Valley. Um, 18th and N, southwest corner. What it is close to would be Craft Axe, axe Throwing. That's a neighbor nearby. Speedway wants to build 84 apartment units there, of which 17 of them would be affordable housing. And, you know, to me, the definition of affordable is really changing. I mean, they keep making the in- the income, scooching that up higher because, co- you know, inflation is well, that going and, up so and much. frankly, uh, wages have been going up. And wages have been going up. So yeah. So more and that's, more that's people kind of, are that's qualifying a moving, for right. it. It's a, it's a moving target uh, on, on some of those things, Robin. Yeah. So, well, Robin, I think we uh, are about done. That's all for Girl Lincoln. Thanks a lot. Send us photos of businesses under construction, opening, closing, or relocating. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter.